This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we're, we're going to be talking with Alistair from Pager, and we got a, a fantastic topic that we've cooked up for you today, effective content marketing for recruiters. And uh, Alistair is actually an expert at this and runs a company that also helps with this. So it's uh, we've got an expert on the line, which helps. Um, Alistair, would you do us a favor, do do me a favor, and introduce both yourself, but also introduce your company, Pager? Yeah, of course. So thanks, William, for, uh, for having me on the show. Um, my name is Alistair. I am a VP over here at Pager, as you mentioned, the content marketing platform. And I've been in the recruiting space, if you will, for... Uh, longer than I'd like to admit at this point in time. I worked as the partnership manager at Broadbean Technology for a number of years. I also uh, worked as an actual recruiter and also worked in recruitment marketing for Red Dot Media. So I've been in this space for a long time. Definitely like the technology side a lot more than the uh, actual practitioner side, but I uh, love recruiting in general. So what are, what are some of because you've seen it from a, a number of different play, you know, platforms and obviously customers, um, what are some of the mistakes that we, we get wrong as recruiters with content? What are some of the things that we just, we just miss at? I think uh, the biggest mistake people have is just simply not sharing content. LinkedIn is, or Twitter is such a valuable place to be active for brand awareness and impressions and getting to know people in a casual environment that I think the biggest mistake people have is just being too shy or self-conscious or something along those lines to actually get out there and, um, and, and be present. I think that's the, the biggest mistake is just not showing up to the party. So do they know what to share? Like, like, is it, is it sometimes do you think it's like, this is kind of a, not it's controversial, but let's say you have a hot take about something. Uh, is it, is it that they don't want to have that controversy or is it just, they don't know what to share or what not to share? I think it depends on the person. It's, it's a combination of not knowing what to share. Mm-hmm. Um, afraid of sharing the wrong thing and for lack of an expression, looking stupid out there, right? Um, like, for example, I'm going to bring myself to this. I personally don't like the phrase artificial intelligence being used in recruiting. It, it drives me bananas that people use that, that phrase because to me, as far as I understand it, it's all machine learning, right? And so people ask, but I don't want to say out there and make a post about, you know, hey, everybody, we haven't reached artificial intelligence state yet. We've only reached machine learning because I'm afraid somebody will come in and, and prove me wrong. So I'm, I'm hesitant, firstly, you know, to have that kind of, of potential exposure, uh, if you will. So I think would, a lot of people. But wouldn't that. you learn if that, if that, if in, in, in that particular scenario, wouldn't you learn that you were wrong? That, that's the absolute right approach is to not have that fear. Right. But I think that people do have that fear, which is something that, that hesitates. Uh, it causes yeah. hesitation for getting out there and, and, and being wrong, right? Because nobody likes to be wrong. Um, whereas the net benefit, if you were to go share that and, and be corrected, is you would learn, you start a conversation. And in reality, you'd probably help a lot of other people out that see your post and, and learn along with you. Um, yeah. But I, I used to, a uh, hundred years ago, I taught undergraduate students. And um, my, the professor that I worked with, he told me, he's like, listen, here's the deal. 
you got 50 students. I was at the University of Arizona at the time. And he said, you got 50 students in a class. When a kid raises their hand, they're raising their hand for about 15 students. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. just so it, that's not a that's not a one off. Just know that there's 14 other kids that aren't raising their hands because they mm-hmm. don't want to raise their hand for whatever reason. Doesn't matter. But the one that you do spend time with it. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing better when somebody else asks that question. You go, oh, thank God they asked that question because <laughs> yeah. now I now I get the answer as well without having to, to expose myself. So, so do you think? I mean, this has always been. I've always been curious about this. Do you think that, like, okay, I'm more, I work for General Motors. I'm in TA, and uh, okay, if I ask that question or if I share that content. It's a representation. I mean, even in your Twitter profile, when it says views are, you know, my own or whatever, um, which I've never liked that statement. Um, Do you think that they don't share or part of not sharing is that they don't want the company to look bad or the brand to look bad? Absolutely. There's there's certainly that where, especially in, in, um, look for the right word, but the more compliance regulated type industries, right? Where it's one thing if you're a recruiting agency, you go out there and say something stupid, that's fine. You're a small recruiting agency. Right. You don't have this massive brand. It's expected you have... of you actually. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't have a compliance fact, if, you're, if you're a small recruiting agency and you're not saying something stupid, then that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, I was chatting with a, with a finance company the other day and, and one of their big hesitations is they don't know what they're allowed to post. That's right. Right. And so you have that in a, in a lot of cases, but luckily, as you mentioned with recruiting, uh, it's more important to say something, even if you look stupid, because at least you're starting a conversation and, and getting your brand out there. So I can see this being, I mean, it's important for candidate flow too, right? So you've made yourself a bit more human. You're showing people content. You're getting people a, a bit more educated about things, but you're also, there's, there's a bit of, uh, there's a bit of engagement as well, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people do business with people. It goes back to that classic, you do business with people you know, or brands you know. And the only way for people to get to know your business, to get to know you, is to be present um, through content. And that, that can be any type of content, really. Um, and just the more that you're out there exposing, not exposing yourself, <laughs> um, uh, what's the right word? Yeah, I'm going to go with exposing yourself and your brand and who you are and what you're about and what goes on in your company and the struggles and the wins that you have. The more people get to know you and the more likely they are to, to eventually do business with you at some point in time. So this is a form of advocacy, right? So you take a piece of content and then you, you, you think it's really cool. Then you advocate, you send it out. Do you think that, that there are certain people that are just hardwired for that or personalities or... Is, do you think it's an activation thing? Like companies need to activate people? Like, again, we're looking at the barriers of why this isn't done more frequently. Mm-hmm. I think it can be a, a learned behavior. Um, and what we always try and, and tell clients is start with the, the core group of people that already know what they're doing, right? In any company, you're going to have the people that are, that are socially savvy and are out there doing it. And it's a matter of, of capitalizing on those people, looking what they're doing and, and showing their successes so that other people will A, start to learn how to do it, but also be on board by being shown that it, that it actually works. Um, and a lot of it's just fear conquering, right? Like I, I certainly, if you look at my post history, I didn't post anything for, I don't know, probably eight years. Um, and then suddenly when I, I joined this company and we we're talking about it and they had this idea and I looked at the success of the other, uh, the other side of the pond and what they were doing, it really made me buy in. So I think there's a bit of, of just 
demonstrating success to the rest of the people in the company. And, and then they'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll conquer those fears and, and get out there. Cause I think a lot of it is really fear-based fear right. of looking stupid, fear of saying the wrong thing, you know, fear of getting unfollowed, et cetera. Right. Right. All right. So we've talked about like some of the barriers and I wanted to start there, but now let's flip it and, you know, effective uses are, are where you've seen success. Like people that have maybe gone from that, I am, maybe I don't know, I might be critical to like, I'm sharing content, it's creating candid engagement, you know, people are applying for jobs, employer brand is, you know, going through the roof. Like now let's go to the positive side of yeah. content marketing. Yeah. Um, so, so I think the, the most effective content marketing I've seen is going to be when they have a mix of content, right? Because nobody likes the person that's just one dimensional. Um, that's just sales message, sales message, sales message, or, you know, open job, open job, open job, or here's a company picnic, you know, like people that, that are one dimensional don't nearly do as well as those that have a wide variety of the types of content that they're sharing. So we've seen the most successful folks be the ones that are, um, what's uh, old Gary V who goes jab, jab, jab left hook where you go, here's a piece of useful content. Here's some useful content. Here's some useful content. And then hit them with the join our webinar or here's an open job or whatever. So you're actually trying to, to sell. Those are the people that are most effective that they have a mix. Um, and that mix can be, you know, your company content, especially industry news. You don't have to actually be a thought leader to present yourself as a thought leader. Right. Um, so, you know, I could go grab a blog from recruiting daily and write a brief summary of why I agree or disagree with one of the points. And suddenly I'm kind of piggybacking off of the, the thought leaders that are out there. Right. Um, and then it just be interesting and yourself, uh, are the ones that do really well. Um, cause people can pretty easily spot what is phony right. or what's not disingenuous. And I think that's the most important part is, is to just, you know, be who you are as a, as a human. And so you can kind of mix the personal and professional and, and you're thinking, you know, in terms of content, just so, just so the audience, this is um, micro content in terms of tweets, this could be blogs, this could be video, this could be, you know, audio as we're doing a podcast. <laughs> it's when you're thinking about that mix, you're thinking about not only the mix in terms of what type of message, uh, but also kind of your mediums and different using different things as well. Yeah, I mean, be, be as varied as possible with a combination of stuff that's what I'm going to call legitimately valuable. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a, a white paper breakdown of, uh, you know, uh, hiring trends in 2021 or, or whatever it may be. And then, uh, hey, we placed a candidate over at Jones Emporium and we're pretty excited about their first day. We loved working this candidate and that sort of thing, like where you have a mix of personal and then actual, like what you call hardcore business content. This is, you know, stats and and stuff that people can reference and use for SEO. Have you, have you seen anything so far with a, a client or even yourself where you might've been skeptical? Like, yeah, that's not going to work. And all of a sudden it blew up like, Oh my God, I can't believe that that did so well. And, and, and the, and the opposite question, right? Something that you're like, Oh yeah, this is a home run. This is going to go through the roof. This is viral. This is going to go viral. <laughs> And then, and then, and then it obviously doesn't go viral. So have you seen any of those? Um, man, I wish I <laughs> wish I'd had that question ahead of time. I'm thinking off the top of my head, it's pretty hard to go viral, viral on LinkedIn. Right. Um, Cause most of the contents can be pretty, pretty industry niche. Right. Right. Um, 
but it depends also what you call viral for a LinkedIn post. If you get a thousand views and we're expecting a hundred, does that count? Right. Um, you know, but, that's uh, interesting because people don't know. I think, I think the statistic used to be, and it, 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 you, you might know this better than I do, but for uh, every comment, it, it was like on the, on the wall street journal for every comment, it represented 10,000 views. Like they, they could, they, they knew by how many comments, essentially how many people would consume that either within the application or outside the application. So they had this, they had this, this, uh, this ratio of comment comments to exposure, which I thought was fantastic. Um, but I, I, you know, as it gets to LinkedIn, you're right. You don't, you don't really know. Sometimes it's comments, sometimes it's shares, sometimes it's likes and things like that. And sometimes it's, it's controversy, you know, <laughs> it's, it's getting people to talk like, Hey, I, I think this, what else, you know, what am I missing? Like your, your thing on AI, which I think is a really a fun topic, you know, again, what am I, what have I got wrong here? Like, like I don't, obviously I don't know everything. So what have I got wrong? Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. and getting people like encouraging people to then set you straight i think is really really cool content it's, it's funny you mention that because what's the what's the law that the the fastest way to get a right answer on the internet is not to post a question but to post the wrong answer right and, then, <laughs> and everybody will come out everybody will come out and correct you so yeah i have noticed like just scrolling linkedin constantly um the the posts that have the most views and the most comments are those type of posts that are humble in a sense of coming out there and starting a conversation saying, I don't know this, or maybe this is my thought on the matter. What are your thoughts on the matter? Those, those actual conversations tend to do, to do very well compared to uh, just a standard post. The other thing I, I've noticed going back to think about comments um, is that because we have lots of click through strats stats, the amount of people that are actually clicking through to read content is much higher than the number of people that are commenting on the content or even clicking the like button. Right. So even if you think a post isn't doing great, if you can track your metrics elsewhere, you might find that, um, you know, people actually are going over to read your blog, even if they don't click the like button, which. And what you, yeah, oh yeah. Where are people consuming most of that content these days? Where do you think they're getting, like, where do you think they're getting their news or where do you think they're getting their inspiration or even industry content, things like that? Where do you think that's happening? Um, a lot of it takes place on LinkedIn yeah. um, and, and Twitter. I mean, I think most of us, unfortunately, get a lot of their news from social media, right? right. Um, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword where there's a lot of fake, fake news or, or you know, clickbait type stuff out there, but there's also a lot of really good content. And I think a lot of us do just scroll the feed. Um, I mean, that's where I get vast majorities of my uh, recruiting industry um, is just you know, scrolling Twitter, scrolling LinkedIn. That's where I find out about companies being purchased or new product releases, yep. things that are going to be interesting to me on that front. I think a lot of people... Um, are using social media as business news source. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, even as we talk about recruiting daily, like we post once, maybe twice a day. Most of that gets consumed elsewhere. Like, like we have a website, but the, the irony of, of, of having a website with a bunch of content on it is that there's a bunch of people that have never been to our website, <laughs> which, which, you know, you, you, on one level, you're like, well, why, you know, why is that? Or how can we change that? But on the, on another level, it's like, well, they should be able to, you know, consume content wherever the hell they want. Like, I, I don't care if they want to read it in Facebook. Great. You know? Mm-hmm. Who, why am I, why am I the judge and jury of that? Um, I did have a question about, you know, how do recruiters know 
when they're doing content marketing well? Like what's the, you know, when you first start with somebody, because so you have a newbie that maybe hasn't done this and all of a sudden they start doing it and they take off. Now, how do they know? How do they know that they're achieving or they're doing well or they're innovating, et cetera? How do they know that? Yeah. So, so the best way to measure that, because this all comes down to, are you growing your business? Is it delivering revenue? Um, and so the best way to measure that is simply look at the bottom line. How many candidates are you tracking from social media? If you're doing proper, proper tracking, how many new clients are you receiving from social media exposure? And it can be a tricky thing to, to, to measure, but if you know, if you got Google analytics, you're tracking people on an individual basis um, and you have a sophisticated um, you know, set of reports then it is possible to know, okay, this person saw that post. They then went to the website. I didn't see them for two months. They saw another post. Um, they clicked on an open job and then they eventually applied. Um, so you, you can track that at the end of the day too. Are we actually putting butts in seats and getting, getting paid for it? Which I think is the most important thing to, to do. Right. Go ahead. But no, sorry. I, I mean, no, that's, uh, I love what, I love the answer. Bottom line. It's, it's the bottom line, right? So mm-hmm. the effectiveness isn't so much about links or, or likes or favorites or any of that other stuff. I mean, it can be, uh, mm-hmm. But at the end of the at the end of the day, you're looking at candidate flow and placements and uh, some efficiency that's gained on the back end. Uh, you know whether or not that's time to fill or or a cost of hire or whatever you want to measure it as. But essentially, it, you've you've gained. You're using content as a way to make a gain. Yeah, and I think that the big problem people make is they expect an immediate return. Right. Hey, I, I posted, I posted this, this blog article. How come I'm not seeing five new, new clients coming, knocking on the door where consistency is the most important, um, important thing to be. I, I hate to do this, but to equate it to Coke, Coke's been the number one beverage for, you know, forever, basically this point in time. And they still advertise consistently. Right. Right. So, and it, they didn't do it with one advertisement. Everybody learned about Coke and they were done. It's about that constant level of impressions. Um, so that they become familiar with you over time. And then that will be the trust, which will then eventually turn them into clients. So I think it's not an immediate return game. You know, it's not running a, an AdWords campaign where you can see the clicks coming through. It's, it's brand awareness and consistency that will really lead to um, clients over time. So I got to ask this post COVID uh, question because when people ask me about content, I tell them, I'm like, like right now you have essentially three consumers of content that we see at least it's, you know, people, what's happening now, like in the throes of COVID, in the throes of recession, in the throes of a presidential election, like I need content that makes sense of the world right now. And then you have content that's post COVID and imagine, imagine a world uh, <laughs> post COVID you know, and it's, it's about, okay, here's what's going to, here's how remote work will change. You know, and it's all about post COVID. And then the third um, is, is something it's, it's a distraction. It's content that has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> COVID or post COVID. It's just something that's here's, you might not be thinking about, you know, remote controlled cars and recruiting <laughs> like, you know, like something way off to the side and it's a distraction. It's like, get out of the world, get out of what, you know, what you're doing with now, get out of what you're thinking about. We'll come down to the pike and just, you know what, go look at this thing over here. What do you, what do you think? I mean, as you're, as you know, cause you got a ton of clients using, you know, the application, what do you think content, what do you think recruiters, how do you think they will use it or need to use it post COVID? 
Um, so to, to predict the future post-COVID, I think that, and I think most people agree with me that there's going to be a lot more folks working from home. Um, and a lot of that content, I think, is going to be replacing water cooler chat. Um, if I understand your question correctly, yep. the types of content people will be consuming because a people are going to spend more time. We've already seen during COVID massive spikes in social media usage. And since the world, I don't think is going to go back to, you know, the way it was post COVID because frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be permanent work from home. I think a lot of people are in the same boat. A lot of the tech companies have gone permanent work from home because they realize it can happen that a lot of the content is going to be water cooler content. That is that, Hey, look at this RC car. Um, by the way, we're hiring a, uh, electrical engineer <laughs> um, <laughs> it goes with it so I, I think there's gonna be a lot more i've even just seen a linkedin recently for the say the six past six months and 12 months that a lot of that content has become much more individual personal content about who they are and where they are and what they're doing as opposed to just traditional business content it's interesting i've seen i've seen the same thing and i've seen i don't know about backlash that's probably not the right phrase but i've seen people you know there's all this virtue signaling right but i've seen people are like facebook is for this and linkedin is for this and twitter is for this i've seen some people in linkedin do this bit like when you post something that's super personal right and and they're like this isn't for linkedin it's like well, <laughs> who, A, who made the rules? I, I'd like to talk to that person for a moment. Right. Um, but do you, do, you, do you see that too, where there's like these artificial like rules or boundaries? I think that the nice thing about LinkedIn is, is, yeah, there are those artificial rules, but people are so much nicer on LinkedIn than they are on, on Facebook oh, or Twitter. I mean, 100%. a thousand percent, you know? 100%. And I think that, that there's a little bit of that self-policing that goes on there. Like, hey, this is the wrong type of content. Maybe a lot of it goes behind closed, closed messaging where somebody's CEO will say, hey, listen, that's not appropriate for our brand. You know, try not to post it on LinkedIn. There might be some of that um, behind, you know, behind the door type of policing. Um, the, but it, it is evolving. And I think going back to what I said earlier about people do business with people, um, that the more they get to know who you are as a person, they're, they're more likely to do business with you. And unfortunately, that requires a bit of Hey, uh, here's my dog and my thing. What a great office mate type of host. That's awesome. Well, I, I did. Uh, well, I know I saw, excuse me. I didn't do, I saw Ceridian do this bit where it was uh, the pets of Ceridian is pre COVID, but it was the pets of uh, the pets of Ceridian and it was an Instagram. So all the Ceridian employees and all of the client, every partners, everybody that had anything to do with Ceridian, they all used this hashtag and they took pictures of their iguana or dogs or cats or whatever, <laughs> whatever they had. And, and I followed it for a week. I mean, and it was just fascinating. Like people, you know, the animals that they had, like, I didn't know that. I mean, it was a menagerie of this. Like <laughs> I thought it'd be just cats and dogs. And it was like, you know, this is my, you know, tiny horse it's like what who has and, a and, tiny horse <laughs> and, and what type of i mean that is awesome but i mean what kind of and putting back to you what, what type of brand awareness did that did that leave in your mind about ceridian i loved it made it more human mm-hmm. for me it, they're a payroll company uh you know and, and, and talent management and and you know kind of a boring kind of like plumbing uh <laughs> but it but it made them more human to me uh, mm-hmm. so i i liked it and it it, it, I didn't, the expectation was, I'm going to see a bunch of dogs and cats. I'm going to get bored pretty quickly. And that didn't happen. Like, okay, here's a Python. 
boom there's you know guys got a worm collection boom like like it's everything was different yeah there was a lot of dogs and cats but it wasn't just dogs and cats but it made them you know it made to me it made them more human and more approachable and and, and how many impressions of ceridian would you say you got over that time just looking at, at dogs and cats oh no no i was just i wouldn't i was uh i was like, a uh, participant i i mean uh, yeah yeah i i wouldn't know the metrics but yeah. i i i know that a lot i mean all those posts had hundreds of likes and comments and shares so i yeah. i think they got a lot of traction out of it but i i think they did it as a bit like you know we have thirty thousand employees let's see what kind of pets we have <laughs> <laughs> like i think they did it as a bit but i i you know i think they did it you know for fun which yeah. I think sometimes is the best content, right? Yep. You, you do something because it's kind of fun, like, oh, let's do this thing. And then, you know, that thing took off. But yeah. Um, well, first of all, I need to I need to thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you. And uh, this has been a wonderful topic. And what we'll do is once we get nearer to the end of COVID, maybe after COVID, we'll come back and we'll kind of circle back on this thing and see what we can do with content marketing. Because it's just a great topic for recruiters to, to, uh, to interact with. Perfect. I look forward to it in a couple, uh, couple of years then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being negative. That's nice. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I think it is, it is what it is. It's probably going to be around for a while, but I know. I know. I have, I have the same feeling, uh, unfortunately. But we're going to leave on a high note. Brother, Alistair, yep. I appreciate you. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the energy. And thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.